0: Hi everybody. Thanks for joining me here on the Fridays with Francis podcast. I'm so glad that you've decided to be with me. Just a reminder, these podcasts are the audio versions of the video live streams that I do every week on Fridays at 8.15 Eastern on my Facebook page, Monk Musings, or my Instagram profile, Francis OSB. If you'd like, head on over to those platforms, and you can see the video live stream either while I'm doing it, or it also gets saved, so you can watch it anytime you'd like. In the meantime, thanks for joining me on this podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe, and thanks for joining me. Here's the latest episode of Fridays with Francis. Okay, and we're live on Facebook. Good evening. Uh, we're going to start in just a few minutes. I'm just finishing up some notes. I hope you'll join me in a moment. One person here. Go ahead and just make sure that everyone is seeing it. Good. Oh, well, hi, Steph. Hi, everyone. I'm just going to share this on my own Facebook page, and then we're going to start the Instagram in a second. There we go. Okay. Oh, it's sweaty here. It's gross. (laughs) Thanks, Maria. writing some notes. Hi Johnny. Okay. All right. Yes, it's warm here, and I am wearing my heavy habit, unfortunately. So take a second. Gotta take some water. That's 12 of you here, this is excellent. Okay, I'm gonna get Instagram going so that they know that we're here. I'm now live on Instagram. Hello, Instagram, I'm gonna give you a preview. So Instagram is going and Facebook is going, excellent. Okay, we're gonna start right at 8.15 tonight. If you can all hear me, can I get a can I get a like I swear I'm not shamelessly looking for them. So, okay. Okay, good. Excellent. We'll start here in about 2 minutes. 2 minutes. I've got another problem here with two cameras. So I'm gonna be doing a lot of this. So, hi Edie, I hope you and the boys are well. Okay, good Ronnie, excellent. My aunt, my godmother is here, excellent. Hello godmother, so glad you're here. Welcome everyone. brother Connor has joined us from Korea hi Ann. Connor has joined us from Korea that's pretty incredible because it's oh it's early there it's nine o'clock in the morning there tomorrow so we're gonna give people one more minute to get in I said I would start right at 8 15 Okay. Good evening, everyone. I don't normally prepare a written text for Fridays with Francis. However, for tonight's episode, I have. I prepared a written text because what I plan to say tonight concerns a sensitive topic. And I wanted to make sure that my words were precise. There will not be a check the book segment tonight although I will quote the good book several times. This evening I come to you so that we may all pray for peace. I realize that who I am affords me a certain amount or certain privilege. If these past weeks have taught me anything, it is that I have not been as attentive to this privilege as I should have been. I have not listened seen or heard enough as I should have so please consider this evening a first step Psalm 34 tells us when the just cry out the Lord hears them and from all their distress he rescues them the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and those who are crushed in spirit he saves The murder of George Floyd that took place nearly two weeks ago has shaken our society to its core. It has put in front of every American the original sin of this country, racism. Those crying out for justice need to be heard. And their cries need to be answered by those in positions of power and privilege in an appropriate swift and peaceful way. There cannot be peace without justice. The anger and the resentment that we have seen in our cities is a cry for justice. The looting and the arson is not. You may say to yourself, and I found myself saying this many times, my life is peaceful. What's this got to do with me? Well, my friends, that is privilege. We must see and hear the cries for justice, many of which are in our own backyards. Seeing and hearing are the first steps. I received several comments this week when I advertised tonight's topic. I must admit that after I clicked send, I remarked that the title of tonight's topic talk blessed are the peacemakers is a bit of a misnomer. Nevertheless, I chose the title because of something I would like to read to you tonight. Tonight I would like to read you excerpts from a pastoral letter which takes its title from the fifth chapter of the Gospel of St. Matthew. The letter is entitled blessed are the peacemakers. It's five pages long. I'm not going to read you all five pages but I'll just read you a small snippet. We can and should likewise function as peacemakers by living up to and promoting the principles of justice and charity in the office, in the shop, in the store, in the factory, in meeting places, and wherever we come in contact with our fellow men. Kindness, courtesy, and a helping hand contribute much towards social peace, mutual understanding, and happiness. And now we call upon all the members of our beloved flock to exercise the role of peacemakers in our intercourse with those who differ from us by characteristics of race, nationality, color of the skin, habits, or creed. In all, we must respect the common bond that stems from the fatherhood of God and the brotherhood of men. We are all created in the image and likeness of God, endowed with a spiritual nature and called to participate in the internal happiness of heaven. All were envisioned in the mysteries of the incarnation and the redemption. All are invited to participate in the merits of Christ's death upon the cross and in the graces which that sacrifice made available the obligations of justice and of Christ's mandate of charity love thy neighbor as thyself provide for no exceptions on the lines indicated nor does Jesus's mission to the Apostles Go and make disciples of all nations suggest any discrimination. You may say to yourself, that's very profound. And it is. And I know your next question is going to be, who wrote that? Where can I find that? What great churchman wrote this? I have to make a confession. I left out some details. You see, this pastoral letter that I just quoted for you was written by Archbishop Joseph Francis Rummel. And if you've never heard of him, it's because he wrote this letter for a different generation. He wrote this letter in 1953. And in this letter, He racially integrated the Archdiocese of New Orleans, where he served as Archbishop from 1935 until 19, until his death in 1962. He goes on to say in the letter, ever mindful therefore of the basic truth that our colored Catholic brethren share with us the same spiritual life and destiny, the same membership in the mystical body of Christ the same dependence upon the Word of God the participation in the sacraments especially the Most Holy Eucharist the same need of moral and social encouragement let there be no further discrimination or segregation in the pews at the communion rail at the confessional and in parish meetings just as there will be no segregation in the kingdom of heaven. Our colored Catholics are encouraged and urged to retain their loyalty and membership in their special congregations, but they should not be harassed when they attend services in any parish church or mission, or when they apply for membership in parish organizations. These observances will contribute much to the edification of all who are interested in our holy Catholic faith and guarantee to all of us a greater participation in the promise of Christ when he proclaimed from the mountain of the Beatitudes, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God. Archbishop Rummel wrote these words in 1953. 1953 we clearly have a lot more work to do. Archbishop Rummel went on from this letter in 1953 to fight tooth and nail to integrate all of the parochial schools in New Orleans, to integrate all of the parishes in New Orleans. And he went so far, my two favorite stories about Archbishop Rummel is Uh, Three people urged urged the faithful of New Orleans to protest against this move to integrate the church. He excommunicated them. In another example, he established a new parish in a predominantly white neighborhood. And he appointed an African-American priest to be its pastor. When the members of the parish protested and refused to come to church because they would not receive communion from a black priest, Archbishop Rummel made a very swift and easy decision. He closed the parish and tore down the church. Let there be no further discrimination or segregation just as there will be no segregation in the kingdom of heaven. If we find ourselves with thoughts of discrimination or racism in our hearts, and we pray the Our Father, we are hypocrites. For how can we ask God to bring his kingdom to earth when we ourselves stand in the way Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If we truly believe these words that we pray every day, then we must be willing to put them into action. We must eliminate racism and discrimination, not only from our institutions, but our hearts as well. For all of you Anselmians watching out there, Archbishop Rummel, the reason I bring him up, the reason I know about him, he graduated from St. Anselm College in 1896. He was one of our first alumni, and I am proud in some small way to continue on the legacy of such a great Anselmian and to learn from his example. I know this is a sensitive and uncomfortable topic but I could not sit here in good conscience this week and be silent. I know what I have just said may be difficult to hear. I know for certain it does not completely address the totality of what is going on. But this is my first step. I used to think that silence on this issue meant that I was allowing Those whose voices needed to be heard to be heard. But I will not and cannot be silent any longer. To our African American brothers and sisters and to all people of color and all those who are marginalized, oppressed, or silenced. I see you. I hear you. I love you. I, for my part, will do my best to try and educate myself as best I can on this very important issue. Uh, I took a first step today. Uh, I got this book that I used. I used this book for a paper. Didn't give it much thought. uh, And it popped up again today. And so I started reading it today. The book is called uh, Desegregating Dixie. The Catholic Church in the South and Desegregation, 1945-1992. to Uh, I decided to start with this because it concerns a group that I know, a group that I am involved with, the Catholic Church, and how the Catholic Church addressed this particular issue. Consequently, Archbishop Rummel features very heavily uh, in this book. And so this is my first step towards educating myself But if I may ask a favor for all of you who are watching, I will do my best. But please help me see and understand. Help me be part of the solution, not part of the problem. I know I usually close our time together in prayer, so let's do that if these last weeks have taught us anything. It is that we need more of God and not less. I would like to pray a prayer that was released this week by the American bishops to call upon our Blessed Mother to intercede for us not only to eliminate the coronavirus but also the viruses of racism and discrimination. So let us pray, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Mary, friend and mother to all, through your Son, God has found a way to unite himself to every human being called to be one people, sisters and brothers to each other. We ask for your help in calling on your Son, seeking forgiveness for the times we have failed to love and respect one another. We ask for your help in obtaining from your son the grace we need to overcome the evil of racism and to build a just society. We ask for your help in following your son so that prejudice and animosity will no longer infect our minds or hearts, but will be replaced with a love that respects the dignity of each person. Mother of the church, the spirit of your son Jesus warms our hearts Pray for us, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. I'll just close with one more point. Uh, I did a interview today with our campus ministry office, and the video that will be released shortly, probably next week, Uh, and I was asked to talk about the Benedictine hallmark of hospitality, and what that might mean for what's going on today. And I quoted the chapter 53 of the Rule of St. Benedict. And the Rule of St. Benedict, chapter 53, verse 1, says, All guests who present themselves into the monastery are to be welcomed as Christ. For it is he who said, I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. Think of that the next time you're out and about, and you meet someone who doesn't look like you and who doesn't necessarily share your values or act the way that you do or from the same culture or neighborhood or whatever you're meeting Christ what will you do if you meet Christ I'm going to do three things I'm going to see him I'm going to listen to him and I'm going to embrace him He asks for nothing else and so we too should be prepared to give that same due reverence and honor to each person that we meet regardless of skin color, regardless of creed, regardless of sexual orientation. See him, listen to him embrace him. Until next week, may God keep you safe. Please know you are in my prayers. Please keep me in yours. Peace.